Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacrediconpodcast, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacrediconpodcast and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Hey guys, welcome back. We're going to bring you pure enthusiasm to the Halo universe. From the Halo universe, today, now, then, and forever. What does that mean? I don't know, guys. I'm so excited to be here today to record episode 36, Pick Up Sticks, of the Sacred Icon Halo Show. That's right, guys. I'm your co-host, Jovial Joshi. We've got a fun little interesting topic today I want to get into. But first, I want to introduce my buddy, my pal. My friend, the guy who is like Frodo, if he wasn't a hobbit, you know, loyal. That's always what I've wanted to be, Josh. Yeah, Brian, that's what you are. That's Frodo is my favorite character in all fictional media, and even though I have somewhat pull-offable hair as Frodo, I am six foot four, so it's just not in the cards for me, unfortunately. Six foot four, shut that door. Brian, mm, keep mm, talking mm, more. Mm, mm, get okay, it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Harvett goes without saying, Brian, how you doing, man? How you, doing? you introduced me afterwards, after me talking. That's that's great. Okay. I feel that's double okay. introduction. Um, guys, I'm really excited about the topic today. Uh, I think you guys are going to like it. But before that, Josh, hit me up with the sound of Buck's reaction when the rookie speaks his first word. <laughs> now? You speak? After all this time? Where were you? Where were you the entire experience on Mombasa? Why were you silent? Why were you? Why, 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 why didn't you have anything to say? Why were you so quiet? I, I could have used a buddy right there when we were together. Remember when we were, when we were hanging out and stuff like that? I really could have used a friend, could have had someone to talk to. No, I'm just talking to myself, bouncing myself off of you that doesn't have anything to say. Kept talking about this stuff with Dare. I got super self-conscious. I got all insecure and everything like that. Why couldn't you speak? Now you speak. I don't even want to hear what you have to say now. I don't like your accent. I don't like your voice. Boom. You're not even in another Halo game. That's right. You die in a book. <laughs> Man, Buck is salty. 
I like when you see the guy, if you've seen Josh, he looked up, he's like, what's the name of that? Oh, yeah, New Mombasa. <laughs> oh. New Mombasa. What, what, if, what if Rookie's first words were he just got really, really close to Buck's ears and he went, little bitch. <laughs> hey, what now? Shut your mouth. Um, okay, guys, today's topic is. What is today's topic? What if Bungie made a Halo game today? In 2020. It's very interesting food for thought. What do we think that looks like? You know, there's many people out there that think that would just be the greatest thing ever. They would love to see Bungie uh, make a Halo game nowadays. Um, Some other people have moved on. They're very satisfied with 343. But the question is, what makes a Halo game a Halo game? What, What went into the Bungie games that made them so special? What's gone into the 343 games that make them so special? And what? How much? How much of Halo comes from the studio culture? That's kind of what's been on my mind. So let's start off with this, um, Josh. Tell me three people you love that worked on Halo in the Bungie days. Oh man, yeah, easily. Uh, wow, oh my God, Joe Staten. I was forgetting his name. Joe, Joe Staten, Staten. Uh, Max Hoberman. Okay, and. Someone I don't see get mentioned as much, but I think it's Chris Carney. Was it? Chris yeah, 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 yeah. I love. Right. I love the multiplayer guys. I love them all, but um, God, it's hard to to single some out like that. You want to see Mario Donald? You want to see Michael Mario, Salford, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, definitely those three. And uh, yeah, you got Mario Donald, but you got uh, Paul Bertone, Paul Russell, mm-hmm. um, Marcus. Oh, uh, somebody had in my mind. Yeah, you you mentioned. Oh yeah, Marcus Leto. I mean, goes on and on and on. Needless to say, every single person we mentioned does not work there anymore. Yeah. Every single person we mentioned. Marcus Leto is credited with creating Master Chief. Uh, Joe Staten's credited with a lot of the story and lore. Marty O'Donnell, the music. I mean, these are big players there. Paul Bertone working on missions. Um, a lot of gameplay design, sorry. I believe. From I'm getting right away part- about this. Just, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, Jamie Gris- Grissomir, he's the 30 Seconds of Fun guy. I mean, these are all very important people in the studio that are no longer there. What were you going to say, Josh? No, it just made me think of it. I don't want to forget. You know, when I play, you know, like Brian's saying, people who uh, were at Bungie then aren't now. But yet when I think about playing Destiny 1 and 2, I'm like, man, especially Destiny 2 now because people like Marty O'Donnell were there at the beginning for Destiny 1. But, you know, really the only person you have left is like Michael Salvatore, if you count him, you know. Because and Jason the, Jones, of course. Yeah, that's true. Jason Jones as well. But... I'm like, man, you know, those games, they, I'm not saying they feel like Halo games, but they still kind of evoke a, a bungee feel that I don't feel yeah. like. It, 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 it's amazing to see that they still kind of have that same flow and feel despite not having the people who you would think make it, who very much did make what came before. But, you know, is that all? Is that, Could that be because people like Marty O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore led the music? You know, they're, they're still, they were there. Well, with I the was going to say to, to yeah. go kind of against you there, Josh. I think I do agree. Destiny one and two still have the bungee feel, but I feel like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know where the bungee feel comes from exactly. I don't know if it's Jason Jones or whatnot. But I definitely feel like the feel is still there, but I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of the uh, charisma and charm is not there that was there during the Halo days, like the the storytelling from Staten. And, oh, um, I, com- I know, completely agree with that. Not storytelling from Satan, and yeah, and, Love and some Kate of the, and Destiny, but uh, just yeah, some of the players behind the scene, you just don't you just don't see their influence there as much. I definitely think there's a 
Bungie has always had. This is kind of something I also, you know, I, I'm going to kind of juggle multiple topics that all kind of go into the same thing here. But like, um, if you look at the studio culture of Bungie during the Halo games, it was very much we're a bunch of rock stars making our game, doing what we want to do, and we're not going to be held to this desk office professional type mentality. We're just rock stars making our game, you know, and like we've we've all heard about how when Bungie was acquired by Microsoft, they set them up in a nice office, and when they got there, Bungie hated it. They tore down the walls. They wanted an open, yeah, they wanted an open place to just like you know be able to socialize and, and bounce stuff off each other, and you know they they were never they were never like your normal contemporary very business suit type of company. They were graphic um, t-shirt and blue jeans kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know that was during the um, that was during the the Bungie Halo days. Now, I could be off on these numbers, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, when they finished Halo Reach, I don't think they had 300. I think they had like less than 300 employees, and I'm pretty sure now they have over 700, as well as uh, satellite studios that work on their game as well. Um, Bungie has become a much bigger studio. They worked with they were publishing with Activision for a while. Um, they're um, they're they're in my opinion at least I don't know if you agree Josh they they they've got a more professional sheen now than they used to have in the Bungie days they don't have that rock star down to the ground vibe as much definitely um, agree with that I love they, them still yeah I still love them but you know they don't have that it's different it's different and then you have three four three which in my opinion tell me if you disagree Josh three four three definitely has a professional sheen to them as well more so than Halo Bungie days. But I definitely get the vibe from the, that 343 tries to encapsulate the feeling of those bungee days. The way they, they share information, the way they say things, um, some of their, their methodologies to, to running the community definitely seems to ape what Bungie did back in the day. Would you agree with it's, that at all or no? Kind of, because I feel like so many times when you hear Bonnie Ross and others speak, the pro is that they speak so much of what come before. They want to acknowledge, you know, the foundation of which their halos are being built upon. But I feel like a, a con in a sense is that we have yet to really see that pay off because Halo 4 and 5 are very much their own things. And that's not bad at all. It's just I don't necessarily feel like they're building off of a lot that came before in terms of feel and flow and, and sound. It, it's, it's very much trying to be its own thing. And uh, so I kind of get mixed mixed vibes with them sometimes. But overall, as a whole, I know that 343 loves Halo. And I know that they want to deliver so much of what we love and also just give us something new. Because I, I guess what I'm, the dichotomy is between the two is like when Bungie was talking about Halo, they're talking about what they're currently doing. They're talking about Chief now and they're talking about what his, this current experience is like. I feel like when I hear 343 talk a lot, it, they'll they'll talk a lot about what came before and, and where Chief's been and Chief's journey and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. I don't hear as much the, the sort of present tense as much. But that's not a bad thing because, again, I think so many people, I think the reason they have to say that if they if they have to is because people want so much to feel that. And for me personally, I guess in a lot of ways, I haven't really said this before, but I guess I as much as I, I, I like to think back and say I, I love the Bungie era of Halo – I love both, but as much as I say that about Bungie, I really it's really that I love the Joe Staten era of Halo because he didn't yeah, me he and looked, Josh really love Joe Staten. We really we really feel like 
I hope. We're, I mean, I don't feel wrong, but we could be wrong. But I just feel like he added so much to those. those I love games. his writing. I I have yeah. not played Recore. I have not played Crack, or I did play Crackdown Three, and I got a little sense of it, but of his you know writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just you know even in the first Destiny, there's a little bit of it that you can get a sense of. But uh, I that's what I really loved. That was my favorite part of Halo was what he personally brought to the table, and uh, I love all of it. I'm still here because I love all of it. I love what 343's done, but my absolute favorite was what Joe Staten brought to the table. And I guess if you were to ask me right now, you know, like, you know, what if they brought Joe Staten back? You know, what if, what if, you know, I I feel like that's all I really need. There's a huge part of me that wants to say, oh, I could take, I would love to see old Bungie come together again. You know, and form up, get the squad back together, and make a new Halo game. Now that does sound and see to me. That's you're kind of tapping into what I was getting to, though. Is for me to say to for people say for people saying they want a Bungie Halo nowadays. For me, a, a true Bungie Halo nowadays would be a Halo that has is made by Joe Staten, Marty O'Donnell, Marcus Leto, Paul Grismier, Paul Bertone. These are the people to me. That is a Bungie Halo. I don't feel like. The Bungie nowadays, which I don't think the Bungie nowadays is bad at all. I mean, Josh and I have great memories of Destiny. I love you know. Destiny 2 is in my top 50 games of all time. Check out our there, last episode. There we go. Episode. Was it on your last episode? Was it on there? Okay. Um, so we love Bungie, but like, um, you know, the, the the people that made those Halo games, that, that group is not there uh, really for the most part at Bungie. Yeah. So, you know... I, I, I'll come back to that for a minute, but one one thing I want to say is I don't. It sounds like you don't quite agree with me, Josh, but I feel like three four three tries to imitate the Bungie vibe from the old days. I feel like I feel like I see them trying to give that culture vibe to their audience. I'm not saying it's always perfectly comes off that way, but uh, I feel like they want to. Uh, to sum it up, I feel like they want to, but it hasn't. I feel like they okay. they say they want to, but they very much have done executed differently. They've I mean, done. I feel like they, the way they've been so frank with people and the way they've They've, uh, you know, they've done Halo Fest and they've, they always do these blogs and always let people know what's going on. That kind of reminds me of Bungie. Um, and also the, their studio is, you know, just like, yeah, Bungie I guess studio. they do it a little bit differently, I guess, because yeah. you know what? That's you fair though. That, That's a good different. You opinion. know what? Well, no, no, no. Cause I mean, I, cause I almost sound like I'm poo pooing on 343, but I love 343. And I, I, when I think of now, you're more immersed, you've been more immersed in Halo culture for like, a longer period of time but from my perspective i feel like 343 has done a much better job in terms of stuff with a community and like the halo fest and the external media we've got oh for sure and they're also less likely to tell fans to screw it (laughs) oh yeah the sack up i i I don't know if anybody remembers this please let me know if you do because i remember the the hit registration was off in halo 3 at launch and i was having so frustrated among other people uh, because you could have your both you you and Brian and I could be charging at one another, our shields down, and on my screen I hit Brian first. I make first contact, and I die, and it was infuriating. And people were complaining about stuff like this. And one of the responses that people that someone from the community, uh, like an official Bungie employee, said was "sack up," and it pissed me off. Yeah, they. I remember them making a post about Reach where like people complained about a lot of stuff in the beta and they're just like, if you don't like it, that's how it's going to be, so deal yeah. with it. Which, on one hand... Game. On one hand, it's like, you know, it's nice that a developer doesn't have to bend its knee to fans at every moment, but then sometimes, you know, they came off a little Friendly. less... 
professional on that stuff. Um, but I, I guess, okay, let me ask you this question, Josh. Do you think, what do you think feels more like traditional, uh, early two thousands bungee right now? Three, four, three or, or current day bungee. There's no wrong answer. I still say bungee. Because okay. I, when I because Bungie is now independent, they're not with Activision anymore. They're very much their own team. Even though they're a lot bigger, I still think they're they're the closest we probably have to that between the two. Because three four three is a lot more has a bit more of a corporate feel. But I feel like internally, those people that are there, you know, the, the one thing they have over it over Bungie is that you can tell they are passionate. These are people that love working on it, you know. And I mean, some great. There, there are people that want to work on Halo. Bungie was a Bungie studio that wanted to work on fun games. Yeah, they were making fun games. These guys want to work on Halo. And that's cool. You got a lot of different stuff because of that. You can really see the differences because of that. So, I mean, I, I how do you feel about that? What are your thoughts um, on that? Question? Well, ultimately, I don't think either of them feel like old school Bungie to me. I, I Like I said, I think those people we've listed off, those are the people that made it feel that yeah, way. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel like Bungie does, but if I had to pick, if I absolutely yeah. had to pick one, I'm going to say. If I had to pick between the two, it's hard because I would say... I would say with the way they communicate with their fans, I would say 343 feels more to me like old school Bungie. That's how I honestly feel. But as far as playing their games, I feel that but that flicker of Bungie spirit when I play Destiny in the yeah. in the soul of their game, and I don't feel that in, in, in the Halo games from 343. Mm-hmm. So it's both. I think you were probably thinking more like game-wise, though, so I guess we'd both be on the same page with saying Bungie. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like... Um, if we if we were when people clamor for it's it's more often than not really negative people but it's definitely positive people too i mean it would it would be great for like josh and i just said it would be great for us to see a a new halo game that was had joe state and marty o'donnell and all these people in there um but when people when people say like i want bungie to make a halo game nowadays i don't i don't know if they're really thinking it through as to like is it is it gonna look like the halos you got in the early 2000s, you know, 2007, 2010 reach, like, is it going to look like that anymore? The, the people that work there have vastly changed. Um, what do you think, Josh? Do you think if a Bungie made a Halo game nowadays, what do you think it would look like? The art design, I feel like, would be a lot, be much different, I feel like, yeah. you know, because I give a poo-poo on 343 a lot. I have in the past. You know, prior to the podcast, because of uh, the aesthetics that were in there, and I, I don't, I, I feel like it's easy to say to be one of those people that says, oh, you know, the Prometheans and all that. They, they look uh, terrible, terrible design, not fun to fight, not fun to kill. There was so much silver and orange in Halo Four, in Halo Five, it was somewhat similar, and things looked kind of plasticky and stuff. Well, uh, you know, yeah, maybe Bungie would have done better with that, but like we don't know. And and I. But I'm, think, I'm not necessarily talking about if they did four and five. I'm talking about they made. Oh, one I now. know, but I'm yeah. just I'm just yeah. saying like I feel like taking in what I know of three four three's design and thinking how Bungie might have applied that, you know, going forward in today's times. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I you you want to think? I, I feel like things would be if they went the Promethean route. I feel like there would have been a bit more of a organic feel to the entire yeah. game. I have no doubt in my mind that this is the thing I'll say unequivocally. Bungie showed me they can create amazing enemies. 
I love all the enemies in Destiny. Love them all. They're they're just great. Their designs, their the way they fight, their animations, everything. And I'm not a fan of Prometheans really. I think I think they've done a good. I think three four three's done a yeah, good job. I'm not trying to hate on them. I'm just yeah. I think three four three's done a good job of of their versions of characters already established. But I don't think I don't here's, like. Here's Prometheans. where I look at it. I look at I look at like Prometheans three four three's aesthetic. I guess you could say. And I think, uh, you know, right away, gut reaction, uninspired, um, generic. But you know what? Deeper layer. These guys just came together and had to carry this franchise, yeah. biggest, if not one of the biggest gaming franchises ever mm-hmm. in gaming. And you're having to carry that mantle. And you're having to not only carry it uh, as a different studio, you're having to carry it as a just recently established studio. I mean, yeah, they were there for like some of the DLC for Reach, but they're still freaking new. And that is, wow, is that a mantle of responsibility. So, you know... I, I feel like it, I like when I look at Halo Infinite, when I look at what little we have of Halo Infinite, I'm like, hmm, is this the similar like would we have gotten a similar aesthetic from Bungie? Would it have looked like this? And a lot of me feels like this is where what we've seen of Infinite so far really looks like a marriage between Bungie and three four. Yeah. Which is I what they're going Halo, for. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't played Halo Wars two, which Brian and, and a lot of other people have told me aesthetically this looks so much like classic bungee halo in a lot of ways i'm sure that's the case i haven't experienced that personally but for me i feel like i i i could be wrong but i like to feel like bungee if bungee was doing it now it would look aesthetically at least okay. like halo infinite yeah i think um well, i i think if bungee made a halo game nowadays i think we get a good i think we get an aesthetic that we're pleased with i think we get great enemies um, I don't. I don't think they have the the story chops, and I'm not trying to be a dis like a hater. I just I don't. You're saying three four three doesn't or no, uh, Bungie. I I think we're in better hands, and I know some people out there, you know, because they're gonna they're gonna think of Halo Five when I say this, but like, I think three four three has the ability to deliver a better uh, story and lore than Bungie does currently, just based on who's working there, who's not. Um, and I I think that they're despite how it turns out. 343 is full of people that are so deeply passionate about that universe. Bungie doesn't really want to play it anymore. And like I said, most of those people aren't even there. So I feel like we get a great... Because like, if I look at Destiny, in my mind, the Destiny franchise, aesthetically and musically, and also enemy design-wise, it's like a 10 out of 10 for me. Mm-hmm. It is a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. When it comes to replayability, when it comes... To, oh, the gameplay is a 10 out of 10 also. Gameplay is 10 out of 10. The, the, the shooting... But when it comes to replayability, when it comes to characters, and when it comes to story, I find Destiny to be severely lacking. Severely. Nowhere near 10. So that's their big downfall for me. So I feel like it, in that regards, it's definitely better in better hands with 343, in my opinion. And now that we've seen you know, Infinite's new aesthetic, that definitely you know, that brings up one of the, the, the things that I said Bungie did better at you know, with, their, with their aesthetics. It seems to kind of bring that more in line. So... Um, any way we look at this, Josh, any way we look at this, I think we can both agree if Bungie made a, a Halo game now, it's not going to look exactly the same as what we saw in the early Bungie days with Halo. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I, I disagree with some of the Destiny like the in terms of the story stuff, but I respect Fair that. Enough. Cause Fair I enough. Because it's a different type of game, and I get that. And I when I think when I th- when I think about Destiny's story being bad, I think Destiny won. And a lot of... It's really cool now for people to to 
talk about how much they love Destiny One over Two, but Destiny Two is undoubtedly. I like better. One. I like One yeah. so much better than Two. Two is a better game, and it's just it's if you look at what's there in terms of how much more the the story is concise and and how much more the the lore is there and a lot of, a lot of time that's been expanded. We've had a lot more time now with Destiny Two than what we had with Destiny One. I think most people. By the time I'd say a couple more years from now, or if there is a Destiny three, people will be able to look at Destiny two and say, you know what, I'm nostalgic for that game. But right now, it's cool and hit for people to say they love Destiny one. You think that's why I, I like Destiny one more, Josh? What's that? <laughs> Do you think that's why I like Destiny one more? No, not necessarily. But I think for a lot of people, I, I, I agree with you. I think I think Destiny two is a better um, like game, as far as I think it has better story and characters than one. I think it uh, it has more to offer, but Two things I feel unmatched about one. One, I thought the atmosphere and vibe was instrumentally superior to two for me. Instru- it was not even close. Just opinion. Oh, that's um, totally fair. There's just the serene, amazing, otherworldly feel to the first game I don't feel in the second. And I also feel that two's lore and story is just kind of tangled and a little convoluted where one's was very s- simple and straightforward. I think that's biased just because you haven't played post-launch. Well, but I played. I mean, I, I played respect. all of. I played all of two's base game. I mean, I think that's fair. The, yeah, but that's I mean, a lot. One, you got like so much. You got such a breadth of content. True. That was there at the end True. of it. But there you was like a full launch. Then you came back full circle, played through like yeah. everything. That's Destiny, that is a fair point for sure. I just know that like what Destiny Two had to offer at launch was significantly more than what One had to offer at launch, and I still, yeah. I still would. I I, st- I, I want to play one more than two. I don't know. I don't. Maybe there's some bias there. I'm not going to say there's not. I just the biggest thing, honestly, for me is when I play Destiny One. I feel like I've just completely been transported to this ethereal other place with you'll so feel much. That when you play Destiny Two again, even if it's a couple years from now, you'll feel that. But that being I said, I like, I've never felt it in Destiny Two. I've never felt like it was this mysterious otherworldly place. I just well, that's because did. your first experience of having that was with the first game. That's why a lot of people are nostalgic for that because even though the raids and everything didn't function as well, we talked about this even with with matchmaking in the last episode. But like, you know, uh, you didn't have now you have the the guided games in Destiny Two. You didn't have that trying to do raids and such in Nightfall. I've never done raids in either. I pers- I don't think that's well. You did attempt a raid in, in Destiny Two. Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't too. I forgot about that. No, I, I, I mean, I. If you disagree with me, that's fine, Josh. I personally don't think that's it for me. I, I don't, I don't think the feeling, the vibe is in is from one is in two. I just, I think it's not there. Uh, that's fair. I'm not. Gonna, I know yeah. I'm not going to be able to convince you or anything. Yeah. But, uh, no, I. I, I mean, I just think for me, it's like a, it's a design difference. Like it's to me, it's not like I'm not talking about nostalgia. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, personal. It just, it just feels like they, they yeah, designed. With like in two, like you think about two, like its campaign has like a linear, it has like a linear story, and it has like a typical, like more what you'd expect from a first person story. Very story. Yeah. yeah, but but anyways, not to go too far into Destiny, uh, but you can finish what you want to say, Josh. If I'm inter- if I interrupt you, uh, I don't even I don't know now. I think I forgot, but uh, but it's just no. It's just, I just I kind of feel like I kind of feel like you with Game of Thrones, and I feel like me with uh, the Star Wars prequels. At least that's how I used to feel. I don't have that experience now. But uh, I feel like it's it's cool to hate on Destiny Two now. And it's, well, I, well, don't get me wrong. I, I actually think Destiny. I'm not is great. saying you fit yeah. in that. I'm not saying you yeah. fit in that at all. I'm just saying I, I noticed that online a lot, and I think, come on, guys! Like everyone, every time a new expansion comes out, people get excited, and then people people poo poo. I said people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People poo poo all over that, and I don't know. But anyway, get, yeah, getting back to Halo, like Brian said, Brian. Uh, you know, 
that's the thing is I think I can feel like when you look at like the sky boxes in Destiny, Destiny one and two, mm-hmm. unparalleled. No one can do it like Bungie. Mm-hmm. But when I look at three four three, I'm like, man, I can remember a couple times when like their sky boxes looked fantastic. Yeah, and I Bungie's the best in the business. Is a problem. Like, if you know? you, Ryan, if I was like as out of gaming culture as I was back in 2013 when we got back in touch, and you had just shown me the Halo Infinite reveal trailer, like the the engine, the slip space yeah. engine, like one, and you didn't tell me that that wasn't Bungie. I would have I would have assumed it was Bungie. Yeah. Personally. I would I have assumed that. that was Bungie. Because seriously, like just the the sort of open terrain, the nature and like Chief how his design looks on his helmet. And then also just like I, I don't know what those are, but the things that is it the forerunner structures that shoot those like beams? The yeah. Blue beams yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Like those and just like the music that that's there, like that feels like it. And like I don't know. Has anyone else? I mean, tell me, tell me if if there's someone else that's done it, Brian. But has there ever been another studio outside of the Clo- coalition, maybe, that have had to take an established franchise that has been hugely successful, not just off of one game, and had to continue it, but also found a way to not just make it their own, but make it feel like the older games felt, like in in the past era, you know. That's such a tremendous undertaking. Has anyone else done that? I mean, other than the coalition, the only things I can think of, I can think of two things. I can think of uh, when Ninja Theory tried to make a Devil May Cry, which I'm not a big Devil May Cry fan, so I don't know too much, but they, they made DMC, which was like a re. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like a reboot. Yep. I've heard of that one. Uh, a lot of people did not like no, that. No, a lot of people did not. It was a completely new developer. 2011? I think so. Okay. Completely new developer, new take, and a lot of people just hate it. Yeah. Um, that was like a one-off by Ninja Theory. That's an example. Uh, it didn't work out. And then the one thing I don't think we see this a lot because it, it's hard to tell. But like a lot of studio, a lot of companies have multiple studios, like Studio One, Studio Two, Studio Three, and different studios will trade off the franchise, and the fans really don't know it. Um, like I'm pretty sure the uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake was not done by the studio that made. Like, Final Fantasy VII Remake was made by the studio that made Final Fantasy thirteen, mm-hmm. but not the one that made fourteen. You know what I'm saying? But, oh, like, yeah. to all to all of us, it's just like Square Enix made it. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of that going on behind the scenes, but with it was such a, a public thing with, with Bungie and 343. And it also, 343 and The Coalition were both created respectively for their franchises. Like, Ninja Theory wasn't created for DMC. You know, these, you know, these internal studios for Square Enix weren't, weren't created for that. Um, but like three, four, three in the coalition that that's just, I mean, to me, I was so happy to see that Halo and, and gears got to continue, but yeah. I just, I've always looked at it kind of like, I know this is, I'm not trying to be you know a dick by saying this, but I've always kind of looked at it like Microsoft really wasn't that good at creating new IPs. So rather than invest in creating new IPs, they just bought out the, the current IP. So that's kind of where we're at now, aren't we? Because yeah. That's what it feels we like spent this whole generation. It's and I don't think they necessarily went into it with that mentality. I just of, I feel like they thought it was more comfortable to be safe and just just keep going with the same franchises than try to do like Sony's always like here's this new thing here's this new thing and a lot of times it works for them you know. Well, to be yeah to be fair and Sony's done a much better job hands down this generation with that but I think to be fair I think Xbox behind the scenes went through so many different shuffles and when it was when Xbox One was originally going to launch it was going to be this entirely different thing than what we ended yep. up getting and what we have now and I think. Just there was so much going on behind the scenes that were didn't even have to do with games that kind of affected it really held back 
that sense of originality and, and that, that PlayStation just kept on doing, you know? Xbox tried to evolve and they ended up kind yeah. of devolving in a lot of people's eyes. So I feel like we're going to see that this coming what? gen, but we'll see. Go okay, ahead. What's, what's so interesting, and we're going to get back to the main topic hand because we're kind of going off here, but like what's so interesting to me is you see this back and forth all the time. When one, when one, it can go for games or I'm going to talk about consoles, but it can go for games too. But one, when one company excels in one area and they're just mm-hmm. leading the charge, the company in the back will will find a new way. They'll carve their own path, and then they'll go down that path so well, the leader then has to respond. So, like, for instance, Sony, they had the hardware, and they had the games. So uh, Microsoft went really hard in this backwards compatibility and this games-as-a-service game pass. And while, while Sony was just wrecking house with this console generation doing their same old, same old thing with great games and great console, which they should. That's that's awesome. That's what we want as gamers. Microsoft's over here going, we're going to invest into backwards compatibility. We're going to invest into Game Pass. Well, now you look at Sony now, they're really struggling with backwards compatibility. It doesn't appear they're going to have any way to do backwards compatibility prior to PS4 on the PS5. Looks like they're just shit out of luck there. And then as far as Game Pass goes... Game Pass as a this isn't even biased. Game Pass as a service blows PlayStation Now out of the water. These are games you download on your your platform. They're Play really day cool. one launch. And day you one know what? launch, brand new That's games. Blow more people away this coming gen because yeah. we don't and we haven't had a whole lot of AAA exclusive titles this gen. But when that happens next gen, holy yeah. crap, dude! Exactly. So now, so now it's like it's just it goes back and forth. Now Sony has to react to Microsoft. How are we going to fight Game Pass? How are we going to fight backwards compatibility? Where at the same time, Xbox had to buy all these new studios, start all these new IPs, because Microsoft has to fight the fact that Sony has all these dope, straight fire exclusives while they're pumping out Gears 19 and Halo 42. You know, it's like and Halo 42. Yeah, I remember back in the day when Halo One was a thing. I was there. Listen, okay, that Marty O'Donnell shit. I'm telling you what, that's that's your history, son. Okay. We got this Michael Giacchino stuff now from Lost and Jurassic World and Shoo Shoo and Rogue One and it's good. But you know, here's a but good I'm way to much. it's nothing nothing like that Marty O'Donnell and Michael Michael Salvatore. Salvatore. I wanna I want Michael Salvatore to open up a restaurant and it's like Salvatore's deli or something. You go in there and it's just Salvatore's like discography playing. And he won't take any credit for the great pasta. He's just like, No, I'm just fine. I'm just working. He's like no, I just I just run this place. It's, it's it's my name. I signed off on it. It's really um, these guys. A good way to segue this back in, Josh, is you know to, we're talking about if Bungie made another Halo game. You know the reason Bungie separated from Xbox, other than the fact that they simply wanted to be independent, was that Microsoft basically said, "You're doing Halo forever. You're doing Halo to the end of time." I hate to tell you, bud. And Bungie said, "That ain't gonna nope. they, they ain't gonna work. No. They ain't gonna work." I said, no. Most of these guys were sick of it after two, and we're now we're going into Reach. We're, we're done, you know. Um, so if if Microsoft had a thought, you know, Bungie as a studio, as a talent, are worth so much, we should allow them to take a break on Halo. Maybe Destiny would have been a, a, an Xbox exclusive. And, you know, Destiny isn't perfect, and I know it gets a lot of crap, but Destiny's a huge game, and it has a lot of fans. If Destiny was an Xbox exclusive, that would have been a real reason to own an Xbox. That would have been... Like man, Destiny three on Xbox Series X, gotta have it, gotta have it. So yeah, that just true. goes to show that you know, 
Microsoft may, you know, we don't know. Behind the scenes, maybe it was, maybe they still think it was worth it because they just created 343 and they don't have to worry about it. But, you know, they could have had Halo. They could have had their cake and ate it too. They could have had Halo on the, and then they could have brought it back when it was like, you know, gave Halo a little break and had Destiny out there. Um, so, but, and then, you know, when, when maybe when Bungie, and maybe if that happened, maybe a lot of people like in the industry, like Staten, Joe Staten, Marty O'Donnell, maybe they would have stayed in Bungie because we, we heard a lot of behind the scenes stuff about, you know, Activision and, and the company changing. Oh, and yeah. Maybe if Microsoft had held on to Bungie, maybe we would still have those people. Maybe we would eventually got a Halo that would have looked very traditional and similar. And to top that off, what's so interesting is, like Joe Staten, for instance, when he got when he left Bungie, where does he work now? He works for Microsoft. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, Let like, me ask you something. It seems like maybe Microsoft was a good partner, you know? Yeah. Where do you think the plot, if, if Bungie... Had done Halo Four, mm-hmm. or if Halo, uh, you can pick. You can pick either if, the, if Bungie had done Halo Four or Bungie was doing Halo Infinite right now. Going on, like if if Bungie's coming in and saying, "Okay, we're going to pick up from where three four three left off," either which one, what do you think the premise is going to be? What do you think they're going to borrow from what came before? And well, apply? first I'll say this: I, I think Halo's nowhere near as lore and story heavy. Um, if you look at the original trilogy, you know we talked about like Halo One's not too; it's pretty straightforward. Halo Two's got a lot of Halo Two's got a lot of story and exposition. Halo Two is a, like War and Peace, the book. Yeah, and then Halo Three it has story, but it's mostly wrapping up the threads that have already been created, and and we kind of you know we've already touched on this. Joe Staten, you know Joe Staten is largely responsible for so much of the ideas of the story in two. And those threads are what are wrapped up in three, and he was there for one, and he did ODST, and then Reach, he wasn't really involved in too much story-wise, and Reach is more plain, straightforward. And then you look at Destiny, and I'm not dogging Destiny, Destiny's story, but as far as like the the depth of like Halo 2s and stuff, and, and the three and all that, you don't really see that in Destiny. So um, I think that if Bungie continued on now, even if they had still had Staten. I think I think Staten's what took them out of their comfort zone narratively. I mean, and there's proof if you look at like the kind of the details from him leaving Bungie and they they kind of took his all of his writing for Destiny One, they kind of crumbled it up in a ball, threw it out the window, and then made something new. So I think I think both Joe Staten I'm gonna let you I can see you want to talk, Josh. I'm gonna pass it no, over to you. No, okay. Go ahead. I think Joe Staten and Marty O I think Joe Staten and Marty O'Donnell, I feel like they made I think they made Bungie a little uncomfortable because Marty O'Donnell had all this influence and Joe Staten had all this influence. You know, musically and narratively, they, they, they added so much there. And I think it was a big win to certain people at Bungie. I'm not saying it's Jason Jones. I'm not saying I don't I don't know anything, but I think it was a big win to some people to get them out of there because for all intents and purposes, they were more they should have been lower on the totem pole, but they had such an influence. It was it impacted decisions. It impacted their their project. And I think when Activision got in the door there, and I think people wanted to start Destiny, they kind of thought, you know, and you know, Marty Donald's put Marty Donald said before that he kind of you know he might have said more at times than he should have. He admitted to that, and and I think that they kind of wanted that influence out of there. But that influence is why some of the greatest shit ever went down at Bungie. Um, so, needless to say, to answer your question, Josh, I think if Bungie was still doing Halo, it would be nowhere near as lore and, and, and narrative heavy. Do you like I, I think it'd be a lot more simplified. I do think they would have touched on the foreigners more, but like I said, it would have been more simplified. And I think, I think the vast majority of the games we've gotten 
would have been um, more side games or spinoffs. I don't think we would have got an uh, onslaught of Halo 4, 5, 6, 7. I think we would have got, we would have seen more ODSTs type stuff. We would have seen like an insurrectionist Halo game. We would have seen more stuff like that. What I think. Yeah, I could see that. I, I feel like I, I know they were supposedly in just early idea in the early idea sphere of, of Halo 4 when uh things changed. Mm-hmm. But I kind of I mean, I could I'm probably wrong, but I feel like especially coming off of ODST and Halo Reach, I feel like if Bungie still had to do a Halo game post Reach, they would have been so fatigued because they already were. So how can you somehow negate some of that fatigue? Well, that's what I would have well, said. They could go make Destiny and then come back afterwards and make Halo. Right. Well, I'm not even saying that, but I agree. I mean, I, I agree with that, or I, I get what you're saying. But I think I feel like how do you negate some of that fatigue? It, but even though you still have to work on another Halo, I feel like you you just try and reinvent. You know, give us a different type. Maybe they would have tried to do true in RTS if they could have. Well, they could have already showed that with Reach. Right, maybe maybe Microsoft would have said, no, you guys have to keep doing first-person shooters. Maybe they would have done a third-person RPG. Maybe we would have gotten some kind of MMO from them. Mm-hmm. That ended up being, maybe we got a, would have got a Halo version of Destiny. True. You know? Who knows? You know, Because I feel like that's something, if you're doing the same thing for so long and you still have to keep, it's like you're doing the same job for so long and you have to keep doing the same yeah, job. I don't think the people at Bungie wanted to make Halo. Yeah, yeah you got to go down a different route. you got to take a different road. Sometimes you got to do little things to just kind of like negate some of that and help balance it out. So I feel like that's probably what they would have done personally. And I was going to say for, you know, I've said this on previous episodes, guys, but for anyone interested in learning some of the history of not only um, like Halo Wars uh, of its de- trouble development, but also the trouble development of, of Destiny 1, but also where Bungie was at coming off of Halo Reach, transitioning into developing a new game, a new IP, definitely check out Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreer because mm, it is I've a, heard so many great things about that book. I, I cannot recommend it enough. There's so many other games in there that are covered, like Witcher 3 and Diablo 3. Do you own it, Josh, or you rent it? I, I own the audiobook, okay. and it is fantastic. Uh, cannot recommend it enough. You guys have Audible, obviously go with that. But um, it is truly insightful, truly fantastic, and especially in terms of Bungie like we've been talking. You really get to learn a lot about the state that they were at and the hope that they felt coming off of you know, this new independence and then going into developing yeah. Destiny. That's a completely different subject, but I just want to say, because it's something we touched on earlier, but, you know, uh, uh, do you think anything would have changed, like, revolutionary for, like, multiplayer? Do you think they would? For do Halo? You, yeah, I mean, do you think there's anything they could have really done to, like... Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the negative to, you know, we're talking about what it would be like if Bungie had kept making Halo. Yeah. I mean, we know that they were fatigued by it, so if they had to keep making it... They're going to keep changing things. I mean, I think that's clear. I mean, you look at Reach, and there were so many ideas thrown at the wall there, and so much was changed. I think they would have continued to do that. And with any studio that's fatigued already, like, you don't want to keep pushing them down that road. Like, we may have got a bad ending for Halo that wasn't Halo 5. You know what I mean? Like, Halo 5 was like, oh, the story really did not work here narratively at all. Well, maybe maybe uh, we arrived at a point with Bungie where they made a Halo game that just wasn't as much fun to play anymore you know maybe yeah i mean it's easy to look back now and and love all the bungee games but like a lot of there was a lot of mixed reactions with uh halo reach when it came out correct i mean especially on the player side of things i mean i saw people when halo 4 came out they were like at least it's better than reach and i know you know 4 got crapped on so it's like wow um but i just you know 
I in a in a perfect world, you know, let's let's figment of our imagination. If I could have the crew that made Halo Two together for my entire life, spitting the same straight fire. Grizzled ancients. Yeah, we could have them grizzled ancients, um, spitting straight fire till the end of my life. Yeah, sure, I'd take that. Like, why wouldn't I? But if I'm going to be realistic and say this team. Is the team going to stick together forever? Like right now, like we said, most of those guys are gone. Well, are they going to stick together? And even if they do stick together, are they going to not be too fatigued to put out good quality? I mean, three, four, three industries could be our best, our best, uh, our best bet. And then I have another question for you, Josh. Unless you have a response to that first, I just want to say something real quick. I think if I could have had a dream, please don't forget. Are you going to forget? Nope. Okay. I would love a dream team experience of bringing back a select group of like a like. Avengers assemble, yeah. You know, of of Just guys from assemble. coming back to make one more game or overseeing production on a new Halo game at three four three and providing insight because some of these guys like Joseph Staten works at Microsoft. He could yeah. someone like and I could be wrong, but someone like Marty O'Donnell is now more kind of like freelance. He's not tied exclusively to anybody. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's some of these guys that are like done and moved on and they're not tied down. And they could really be involved in that. And I'm sure that 343, I mean, I've wondered a lot of times myself, guys, like, well, why didn't, you know, why hasn't Joe Staten come aboard if he's worked at Microsoft? You know, why haven't we maybe heard an announcement? Why haven't we maybe got Marty O'Donnell back? Well, why, you know? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Marty O'Donnell's been on record saying that he has never once ever even had an a mutter, mutter of an ask or contact about yeah. working on Halo, period, which see to me, just I'm surprised. But, well, know. it's you know whether or not you feel like he should be back or not because I get that you're you know you can't you can't have Marty forever but like that is weird that's yeah. weird you think it would just that have come up you know yeah you you thought but it then again been if Microsoft knows just how much of an influence Marty had maybe they just don't want to mess with that anymore you know oh uh, that's true but it's like man people get older and people probably get calmer I don't know you know it's just I know there's a lot of like yeah. A little bit of bad blood between some of the guys at, at Bungie, but still. One thing I was going to say, though, Brian, before I forget, because I was thinking about this. I feel like if – I feel like the, – the one thing I feel 100% sure of is we know for fa- – okay, we know for a fact that when – that Bonnie Ross originally wanted Halo 4 to be a launch game yep. for the Xbox One. I feel like Bungie, if they were – they had been developing, if they had continued developing and they were making Halo 4 – I feel like they would have had enough push with Microsoft. It probably wouldn't probably wouldn't have been easy, but they would have been able to make that a launch game. I believe and that. I think that yeah. and it's not anything on three four three. It's just because I think at the time three four three was very much this umbrella. Um I mean three four three is Microsoft, let's be real. Like yeah, they so, are. I mean they were very much under that that umbrella of Microsoft and they were still so new they didn't have any push or, or pull to to make that kind of decision, even if they wanted to. So I feel like Bungie would have been able to pull that off. But Brian, I do not want you to forget, man. What is your question? Well, I was going to say, if you, okay, Josh, like, cause this is an unrealistic, um, unrealistic idea or thought. So if you like could Bungie coming back to do, well, <laughs> actually that's more realistic than what I'm about to say. Um, oh, let's hear it. Josh, if you could selfishly choose, I want to know what you think would have been better. So let's say, cause we're talking about, you know, if Bungie was still making Halo, three, four, three is making Halo. What's the better scenario? We can mostly agree. You were by the time Reach came out, those five games from Bungie. We love them, right? We both love those five games. They're great. No complaints, really. If you could have chosen selfishly mm-hmm. to just have Halo end there and never ever see a Halo game ever again, just stay at that peak quality, 
just never dabble in it again. It just sits there as these classics that go down in history. Would you have wanted that scenario? No. Definitely not. And why Why because, is that, man? Like, sponge on that for me. Yeah, no, it's the same reason as Star Wars. You know what? Like, with more of it, there's going to be hits and misses. Yeah. If you if you find out you're in love, if you discover a new hobby, and you're like you realize you're obsessed with this, you want to dive into it. You're you have to like acknowledge. You have to just be aware and accept that there's going to be some aspect that you don't like because when you first get into a hobby like Halo, you're in love with it. You're enamored with it. You can't get enough of it. You mm-hmm. just want to learn all of it. But after a lot of time passes and you've been a fan for a while and you've had time to get attached and get nostalgic for certain aspects. Then comes the expectations. Then comes the disappointment. Then comes a lot of just unrealistic, um, well, expectations really, and, and that just really affects how some some of that stuff goes. So I feel like, you know, yes, if we're getting more stuff past the Bungie games, we're getting more Halo still. Yeah, we're gonna hit that period, but it's just like you know what? That's just a part of it. That's a part yeah. of any type of franchise that's gonna be doing this stuff. Just like. The Avengers films have hiccups along the way. You know, you look at uh, the Jurassic films that have some hiccups along the way. You you look at anything. There's not one franchise. Even the Harry Potter films, you know. there's I, I know that people, those are consistently, like, well-received for the most part. But, like, they're different tonally yeah. as, they get, as they progress. So, like, there's just going to be differences. And you're never going to be able to stay on that same path. So, I feel like I, feel like I would just say... Like for me, I guess Brian, to, to answer what you're asking, I, I think for me, the reason why I'm coming at it from this perspective is that there's a part of me, when you ask that, that thinks, oh, no, because I know there's going to be one eventually that comes that I don't like, and it's yeah. going to ruin some aspect for me, yep. make it harder to enjoy. But at the same time, that's a risk reward, and I, I'd rather take the risk than just have the reward of these games being sort of self-contained, and there's this ultimate Halo package. And we never get anything more from that in terms of video games. So I'd rather take the chance, have some bad games, or, or and not saying that Halo 4 and 5 are bad because they're not. But, but that's where the fan base really got crazy with right. it. Right. So, but I'm saying, I have some games that don't do as well so we can get to these other good experiences that we would not have otherwise had had we not taken that chance, had we not taken that risk. You know, there's so much good that comes that we just don't know. And I think you, it, it, just like that movie, Yes Man. Sometimes it's it's it is a lot better to say yes yeah. than no. And uh, what do you think, man? Well, uh, that's a great question, by the yeah, way. Brian. I got another. Like I got another. I get a f- final. Qu- Brian, you got questions up the butt. Well, I, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I have a final <laughs> question. I'm going to ask you that's going to take us out of this topic into our our Q and A. But before I get to that final question, I'm just going to say um, when I speak, what I'm about to say when I speak of maturity, guys. I, I you know I don't ever want anyone to feel like. I'm making a blanket statement. Whatever your whatever maturity can mean to you could be different to me. I'm speaking towards my own maturity. Um, when I when I played Halo 5's campaign for the first time, and I was so upset narratively how that went, in that moment of being upset with Halo 5's campaign, I wished that it just had a... And I loved 4. I loved 4. But in that moment, I was like, I wish it just had ended with Bungie. It you made you I mean? retroactively dislike it, four. Yeah, it made me. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, in a sense, like I never really truly disliked it, but I wanted to discount it because I'm like, you know what? I was just so disappointed by Halo 5's campaign that I'm like, just just end it with Bungie. Just just let the series die with Bungie. That's how it should be. And in my personal experience and opinion, I'm not saying it's the same for everyone else. 
as time went on, I came to learn that that was, that was immaturity for me. That was immaturity because nothing about Halo 5 made me not able to experience the first, all the other games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing about nothing about five made it not possible for me to play one through three in Reach or play one through four. Like it was just this OCD fandom thing I had in my head that said my series has to always be good. It has to always be perfect. It has to be the way I want it. And once I once I got a little older, and I know that sounds silly, but like five years is a lot of life. I mean, once a couple years went by, I started to realize like that's just an immature way of looking at things. Like. Maybe what comes after five will be great, and you know that's fine. And maybe maybe I'll never play another Halo again past five. But either way, like it doesn't change my experience with those originals. So it's kind of like the pros and cons of like we talked last episode about how much stock we would put into you know caring about this stuff. Like with the the I mean we didn't mention it in that episode, but you know like the the hype for Halo three was unlike anything for us. It was just like the end of the road in terms of life. Like yep. nothing can get better than this. Yep. Which is not true, but for us, that was that big of a deal. And I, when you say that to people, they laugh, you know, and they think it's ridiculous. But then with that kind of comes the, you're putting so much stock into it exactly. that you can get so disappointed and so disenfranchised and interested and disenfranchised with something that you care so much about. You yeah. Know? So to answer the question that I asked you on my side, you know, when I beat Halo 5's campaign and was disappointed, I would have said in that moment, I would have said, I wish it ended with Bungie. But I feel like that was immaturity. So now I say, I think that I like I like how it's went. I'm I'm with you. Like let three four three keep making games because you know what? Even if they make three, let's say, even if they make thirty games by the time I die, and only one of them's good, there's no reason why I can't love the Bungie games and love Halo Four and love the one they made that was good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can just ignore the things that are bad. Like right, I'm a huge fan of Alien. And I think almost everything about the Alien franchise is crap. I love the first movie, I love the second movie, and I love you'll Alien. Watch every movie. What's that? <laughs> I said, but you'll watch every. I movie. watch it be, just to hope that one day it won't suck again. But in my opinion, Alien Three, Alien Four, Prometheus, uh, uh, Covenant—they're all garbage. Just complete garbage. Alien Colonial Marines, garbage. I just I love Alien Isolation, and I love the first two movies. I love that franchise, but it's largely for me garbage but i just fixate on what i like so i will i will say 343 it'll keep making yeah, just keep making halo games you know and there's yeah. new fans that come in and there's going to be people like picture this if we get to the day where there's like 20 mainline halos for someone like miss red to say halo 5's her favorite that's going to seem og that's going to seem retro it's gonna be like oh you like the old halos you know and maybe miss red will be like man halo 16 is where it got stupid you know and there's going to be kids or people that come in at 16 and that's going to be their favorite so i don't think there's any reason you might as well just keep creating content and i and i know and no. this is gonna well go ahead first josh i was gonna say you know uh 343 has uh, something I love over with them over Bungie is that they've done a much better job incorporating the lore. They want it to be all inclusive. Oh, yeah. And I know, I feel like personally that they've struggled with that. I think for a fact they've struggled with how to pull that off, but they've at least tried to do it. They've at least made yeah. that attempt. And, and sure. Bungie didn't do that as much. They started a little bit with Halo Reach at the end. Didn't seem like they really cared. Like Aldi, yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't there as much. Yeah. And I think that's something I love about 343. Back well, to you, Brian. And this is what I was going to finish off saying. This will segue me into my final question for Josh. It'll take us out of this here. Um, you know, so many people right now, were, especially because we just had the end of the Skywalker saga in December. So many people I see on Twitter, out in person, 
They say, I wish the sequel trilogy hadn't been made. I wish we just had the original six films. I wish it ended at Return of the Jedi. Fair opinions in the sense that I could see how that would be a much better ending or a much more solid set of films for someone. Yeah. Um, but I also take that back to what I said about Halo. You know, these new films, these additions, they don't have to. It's all in your In my opinion, I'm not saying it's fact, it's all in your head. You don't have to, you know, like me and Josh have talked about how, like, Anakin got treated dirty by the sequel trilogy, kind of. You know what I mean? But no, There's no kind of about it. Okay, he did. But there's nothing in your head that says you can't see him as the same. You can't you can't love those six films the same as you always have. It really just comes down to an OCD fandom type thing that I've I've learned to try. I still struggle with it, but I, I try to get over it. Um, but then at the same time, for someone like me, I love the sequel trilogy, and Josh likes it. But I, you know, for him, it's you know, it hurt a lot of things. For me, it I was like more, it more than I love it. Brian loves it more than he yeah, likes it. Exactly. So, yeah, so, but I still. But it brought new people in, and it's got like Absolutely. my favorites, Force Awakens. So, but here's where I'm gonna. This is the segue now, Josh. Um, segue with me, Brian. This is the final question for the for the for the for the main topic at hand. You have said before. Correct me if I if I misspeak misspoke for you. You have said before that you would have liked to roll the dice and take the gamble at what George Lucas's trilogy would have looked like. You would give up the sequel trilogy we have now to take a chance and see if George Lucas would have done it better. Correct. Yes. Okay. Would you do that with Bungie and continuing Halo? Would you give up what we everything we got from three four three to take a gamble at Bungie? That's a bit tougher because to I it. think yeah. I think the stuff I love, like when I think about the the multiplayer in Halo Five, the stuff I love about three four three's Halo, I love a lot more than I love about the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I still love that. Like I, I I say I like the sequel trilogy, but I, I still love it at the same time. It's just I don't. I don't like I don't love it anywhere near as much as the original six, but yeah. like I said before, with 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 three four three and Bungie and stuff like that. Well, you know, taking the in regards to taking chances, you know what? Yes, maybe I don't like the sequel trilogy as much, but I love Rogue One. I love Solo. I love The Mandalorian. I love Rebels. I love so much that's come from that from this Disney era. The good outweighs the bad to me. Yep. And I still like those movies still, despite their what I feel are their flaws and all my complaints and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So with Bungie and 343, it's a little bit harder for me to wipe the slate clean because I wanted – you know, I, I think Kirstie said this when you guys when – you, when you had the Shipleys on the show. But I, I – and I, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but I, I didn't Kirstie say – wasn't – it was her and I think Jordan were talking about like one of them felt like – there was a bit of a sort of romantical kind of like vibe, and the other one didn't feel that as much. Wasn't there a discussion about? Yeah, there was. Um, I'm not sure specifically okay, what well, it was for. Yeah, but they, okay. they did discuss well, I that. Felt, when I when I played Halo Three, I kind of got that vibe, mm-hmm. and like I look at it now, and I'm like, it's not really there, but there's still a sense of like they really they deeply care about one another, whether it's yeah. platonic or not. Yes. I get a more platonic sense, but I still feel that. And I when, when Halo when I played Halo Four. And I didn't understand the story. I, I didn't know that 343 was making it. I didn't understand why there were new Spartans. I didn't understand anything about that. But the core element of that story was Cortana and Chief and, and told in this very intimate way that by the very end, you're so sad. And I feel like coming off of Halo 3, that core aspect, I don't want to lose that. Yeah, I don't want to lose that at all. And then when I get to Halo 5, 
and I think about their multiplayer, sure, there's things like some of the mm-hmm. map aesthetics. I'm not talking about design. I'm talking about aesthetics. But uh, in terms of aesthetics and maybe how a bit plastic a lot of uh, things looked, I didn't like a lot of the Spartan armors and stuff like that. But Subject- the high you get off that competitive multiplayer. But the high I get off the competitiveness yeah. is second to none. And I love it more than any other Bungie Halo. So is that your, is so, your official answer, Josh? Is you would keep where, where the time it's a gray area. You know, I usually I usually want to go. I won't blame you for saying either. One thing or another. No, I'm gonna I'm still gonna pick one. I'm still gonna pick one. I'm just I'm I'm figuring this out as I discuss. You it, want me to just honestly, pick? Okay. No, I, I, honestly, I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose what we have with three four three. I feel like that's with George Lucas. I feel like it's it's easier for me to say that because it's it. He had a more cohesive story that I think was you, you would have gotten to see the bigger picture of, of all the, the previous six films and the overarching story. That's my personal opinion. That's what it sounded like his his intentions were with that, whereas the sequel trilogy was just, just trying to be more and of a soft reboot. Take to us be fair it. to what you said, Josh, George Lucas had an idea for where he wanted to take the story. Bunchy didn't want to take the story anywhere anymore. They wanted to be done. Yeah, exactly. So it's and different. 343 were like, yeah, we'll, we'll we're going to figure this out. What an opportunity. We're going to do it. So, you know, I'm... I'm very grateful for that, and I'm I'm really I, I have so many complaints, and you know I say that stuff, guys, and I don't really talk about it. And I'm sure I'll, I'll talk about it, but I freaking hated. I do not like the orange aesthetics. I'm just gonna say I hate the orange aesthetics in Halo Four. Don't like the soundtrack as much. There's parts of the soundtrack I like, but I, I don't like it all that much. Halo Five, I don't like the soundtrack as much. Uh, the campaign is not as fun, but I love the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I love the, the intimacy between Chief and Cortana and Halo 4. I still love those games. Yeah. So, I mean, I still want those to be there. They still have their yeah. place. I'm sorry for rambling, Brian. I know I, I want to hear you, but I just have to say, like, I guess to, to sum all this up, I don't want to change. I, don't, I wouldn't want to lose 343. I really, really won. Uh, because you know what? Despite the flaws, there's been so much good that's come out of it. And I can't say at the moment if, three, four, if, if my own subjective pluses from the 343 games have outweighed the bad or the dislikes yet subjectively but i know that that's coming mm-hmm. and i'm excited for the future ahead and i and it's not because i have any expectations i'm just completely excited in an open-minded way and i'm just saying give me new halo i'm excited to eat up whatever you guys give me so i'm excited for that i can't i can't i couldn't have that if it was just bungee bungee would You'd have you you'd be able to tell if Bungie was still doing this stuff, guys. There would have been a game where you guys really could tell. Like, boy, it seems like they really phoned this one in, huh? Yeah, they're and sick of it. on Bungie, but it's just because they or were the right talent would keep or the talent that Bungie could have kept leaving because they wanted to work on other games and it wouldn't have been the same anyways. Yeah, absolutely. See, so they, yeah, I definitely would want to keep three four three. I'm in the same. And I love people there. More importantly, Bonnie Ross, Kiki Wolfkill. Oh yeah, they're Frank great. O'Connor. Great. You know, so many other guys and gals that I that I'm that I'm not mentioning right now, but I love. See, and what's crazy, like, and I, I agree with you completely, Josh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys my thought process and how I arrived to that. But I agree, I would keep three four three. And here's the crazy thing, guys. I mean, me and Josh are pretty similar on our opinions. You know, we 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 love a lot about Halo. I mean, I like Halo four more than Josh, but we love a lot about Halo four story. We love a lot about Halo 5's multiplayer, and we both kind of have issues with the Halo four multiplayer and the Halo five campaign. Like I feel like uh, you know, like you don't like Halo 4's multiplayer as much, right? And I know yeah. you're more you like it more than I do, but I feel like you look at the story, and you love it. I remember when you you told me when you got done playing it with Creighton, you were like, "Dude, this is like I think it's like the best story, best Halo story." Yeah, well, see, that's that's how my that's how my thought process went. So when Bungie said they were leaving Halo, I didn't like that at all. Right. I was like, stick with Halo. I love Halo. Stay there. Well, then Halo 4 came out, and to me, I was like, this is a great game. 
it proved to me someone else can do it. Okay, I'm fine with Bungie leaving. All right. Halo 5 came out, and I go, whoa, oh, okay, that's not, <laughs> that, no, on there, Betsy. that's not what I want, so when Halo 5 came out, and I had that knee-jerk reaction, I'm like, you know what, I just wish Bungie had kept doing it, but now, as enough time's passed on, you've seen what's happened with, with Bungie as a studio, the people that left, Joe Staten, Marty O'Donnell, you've seen Destiny as a game, you've seen what's happened there, it becomes very clear that it's not a guaranteed success there either, so I think that, I think there's so much to love in what we've, we've got now, and I'd like to continue that, and I, I'm happy with that. So that's my final thoughts. I think, ultimately, to sum up our discussion, what if Bungie made Halo today? It could be good, but it wouldn't be the same. That's what we know for sure. It wouldn't be the same. So, And you know what? I love 343 as a studio. It's one of my favorite st- They're one of my favorite studios, despite all those negatives. No, absolutely. We would not even have people like Kirsty in the community because yeah, her was Halo. Exactly. That's what did it for her, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's so much that's come out of that. And, and you know what? Like, dude, uh, I'm totally blanking on the movie right now. It's not Nightfall. What is the first one? Oh, Ford and Dawn. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, Ford and Dawn is fantastic. I loved it this last time. Brian and I watched it earlier this year compared to the very first time I saw it. Dude, there's just so much stuff 343 has done. And I honestly, like, especially their transparency is so good. And I... I could be completely biased being in the community, but I feel like even before I was immersed in that, three four three was leading the way, setting the uh, setting the standard for transparency because of what came out of MCC, and now studios are, seem like they're so much more transparent. I could be wrong, but I feel like that was because of what three four three did. And I feel like, and you know, you you guys can make a joke out of this because I know it's had so many problems, but I guarantee we would have never got anything like MCC out of out of Bungie. Never, yeah. never would have happened. If we did, it would have had to been Microsoft pushing damn hard on. I don't even think Microsoft would have came up with the idea. I don't, I don't think it would have happened. Period. I don't even think Bungie wants to remake their game. I don't even think they want to do just anniversaries. Period. I, I, just, I get what you're going with that. Okay. And I, I still understand it. I because I think, I think, I think people with three four three were like, oh my gosh, you know, we're such fans. What about this amazing love letter? All these games in one package. Boom. And I, I don't think Bungie would have ever done that. I think Bungie would have been like, let's create new stuff. I don't want to go back to this. Maybe it would have been farmed out to another studio. I just don't think it would have worked out. I think yeah. if Microsoft did do it, it would have been it, somebody else would have been tackling. Yeah, because Bungie would have said no. If we're gonna do more Halo, we're gonna just do new stuff. So and rightfully so. So this 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 episode's been a big what if, guys, and it, it's an interesting thing to think about. And I, I think we could have definitely got a really great game from Bungie, but it would have been a different one. I mean, I think that's what it all comes down to is we don't know we don't know which would be better, but we know that we we know that we couldn't expect the same thing we got from Bungie ten years ago. Correct. I agree. There's a, an entirely different universe out there in which Bungie continued making Halo games, and we probably loved them, but also disliked some. Exactly. And, uh, or people just got fatigued. They're just like, yeah, I'm done with Halo. It's you know? easy. I think it's it, if you say you'd rather see the Bungie stuff, I think uh, it's easy to say that because you know of what's there with 343. But if you said, I'm happy with 343 stuff, and I don't want Bungie to do it, I'd say that's easy to say because we know what's there with 343 and we don't know what's there with Bungie. So I respect anyone either which way, but I think 343's done a pretty good job of carrying the mantle. It's about as, it's about as great a job as anyone can do. And look, Halo, you, by all accounts, seems like it's going to deliver. I'll tell you what, don't matter, you know, no matter what, don't matter if it's Bungie, don't matter if it's 343. Yeah. I love Joe Staten. <laughs> I love that. I love that dude. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And, and Marty O'Donnell, the Grizzled Ancients, man. Dude, the Grizzled Ancients for sure, man. I, Forever. Joe Staten. That, that's the title of the episode, Grizzled if, Ancients. If I could honestly 
If I could meet anyone, I would love to meet Joe Staten just yeah, to Joe just Staten. to talk to him, just to pick his brain and stuff. And Mario, what if we if we could have Joe Staten on the podcast, dude? Oh, that'd be the best thing. That's the dream. That is the dream. Yeah, I the dream. Just, I got so much respect for him. He was so nerdy, and I remember seeing like the Ghost in the Shell poster. It might not even have been his, but I remember seeing that um, in their studio when they were working on Halo Two and. You just seem like so many nerdy guys and just like, you know, the, the kind of culture they cultivated with the T-shirts and, uh, you know, the, the blue jeans and stuff like that. And it just it. Yeah, you can tell it was stressful as hell for them. But, man, did they make it seem like a fun place to work at the same time. And I think it's in large part to people like Joe Staten's sense of humor. Dude, Joe Staten, man. What, what would be a better episode pot title? Uh, Grizzled Ancients or Joe Staten the Dream? Joe Staten could have been our daddies. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I don't like that one. <laughs> nah, that's a whole you lot of for me, dog. Was it Halo One or Halo Two that said I could have been your daddy? Which one was that? Well, Halo One, the one, but then it's not the skull in all the games, you know. Okay. So the skull. What yeah. do you think, though? Which title do you like better? Oh, shoot, I don't know. Grizzled Ancients or Ancients is good. Yeah, let's go with that. I guess that's more safe. We'll tag Joe Staten in this episode and. And probably he'll listen nothing, to it. Like, he'll that, hear that part about could have been our daddies. He'll be like, oh no, I don't know about so that. It's like, for all for all we know, it, it's hard to tell. Like maybe maybe Joe Staten's fatigued by Halo. Maybe he's like, man, the last thing I want to talk about is Halo. I mean, I've been talking about his whole life. I don't know. That's the interesting the thing. Deal. Before we move into some other stuff, you guys see on Twitter a lot. Uh, they talk a lot about that. You see, like Marcus. You see Joe. A lot of them seem like they're open to really reminiscing about that stuff. I mean, that's a that's a. I mean, it's a it's a fond memory in their life. You I'm think, sure. Think about how we talk about working at the grocery store together, like like fondly. Like they're they're making freaking Halo. I mean, that's cool. Well, everything's better in the rearview mirror and time. Yeah. Deals a lot of wounds if not all so i feel like it's a, a good point where people want to talk about that time you know like the people at bungie so yeah all right josh you ready for Let's questions forward, and Mark. answers absolutely baby take me on that road <sighs> this it's one's called not really a road. it's called a rainbow road mm. it mm. is a road that you go hey if there's it's not a road it's called a rainbow road if they do a halo cart Oh, I was gonna keep instead, it. All right. Instead of, instead of well, you said Rainbow Road. Instead of, instead of Rainbow Road and Halo Kart, it'd be like Rainbow Road, but you're just like on a you're like on a Halo ring, but the whole ring is just the size of a track. You just yeah. go in circles upside down. Double Highway, we're going. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> what would uh, what would a good like item be for Mario Kart or not Mario Kart, Halo Kart? Like a you should you shoot out of the cart. Oh, definitely be a plasma grenade would be great. Like a timed one. You drop it, you know, and you throw it down, and it sticks to the ground, and then like it's gonna like detonate. That's cool. That makes a lot more sense. What I was gonna say, I would say Lord Hood. Say Lord Hood. What would Lord do? Just throw him out the cart, and then he just says stop, but he puts his hand up, and you can't pass. <laughs> it's like that guy from Austin Powers, International yeah. Man of Mystery. Yeah. He's like stop or whatever he says. He's like he just stands there and gets uh, completely random. We'll never get Halo cart, but I'd buy it day one. Oh uh, man, I hope we get Lord Hood back. <laughs> uh, here was the, here was the tweet, guys. It was not so much a question, but it got a lot of responses. So we and it, it totally applies to this episode we love oh that's beautiful oh it's so beautiful baby beautiful yeah. sing me play sing come sing me a song it's like from lord of the rings uh sing sing me sing me a song about rookie's cookie rookie had a cookie he was so good give it to his buddy bookie <laughs> that's not bad. No, no, no. That's, that's all right. That's all right. I'm too hard on myself. I'm too hard on myself. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's not bad. Uh, we said we love Halo. It's why we're here. 
Bungie created this universe and will always be thankful for that. 343 Industries has kept the universe alive and we're bigger fans than ever for it. No one is perfect, the studios, fans, or series itself, but we've enjoyed it every step of the way. So, you know, you wouldn't think they'd be that controversial because we talked about how we love Bungie, we love 343, no one's perfect. Uh, we got some responses that were rather unkind. We're not going to read those, but, you know, not everyone feels the same. But largely, you know, it was, people were very receptive to it. Not everyone feels uh, the same. A lot of people liked it. I think a lot of people just love seeing that, you know, it's okay to be positive about the state of yeah. Halo. People just love to be negative, and I... And I get it, you know, it's it's easier. It's just like when you talk about, like, if you go look up, like, a restaurant, like, review scores or whatnot, if somebody has a great experience at a restaurant, they don't they don't go and leave a review. It's when they have a bad one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just easier to talk about. Like, I'm so mad, I'm going to download Yelp, make an account, and tell them how I really feel. That's what I did. That's what I did. It's interesting. Um, it's interesting how many... I don't know. Uh, that's a whole different story. I was going to say, it's interesting how many times we think good things, but we don't make the effort to actually express them. It's yeah, so much you just expect it. You just, we always expect it, yeah. That's yeah, a shame. Uh, LGVG Charles L says, Halo 4 is my favorite of the series. Yeah, dude. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, man. Absolutely. I totally, totally respect that. So many have that as their favorite. It'll be interesting to see if I could ever, if I'll ever feel that way about a 343 game where it could be my favorite. And I don't say that because of 343. I say that because so much time has passed with those Bungie games that I love, that there's so much nostalgia there that just keeps accumulating. So like, I feel like Infinite's going to mean so much to you. I, really I feel like it is, too. I really do, too. So, But, dude, Halo 4, great choice, dude. Great choice. I love Halo 4. I, I, I've, I've said it so many times in this podcast. It's just annoying to people, I'm sure. But I'm like, I'll always be thankful for Halo 4, for all the new fans it brought in. It's so many people's favorites. Dude, it gets talked about so highly. Gorgeous. Halsey, gorgeous. <laughs> what about Palmer? Gorgeous. Oh, so I, Don't forget Palmer. Gonna... If you forget Palmer, she'll pull I would never forget my baby girl Palmer. I love Palmer. baby girl Palmer. My baby girl Palmer. Call her up on the phone. Say, come over here. I'm alone. Spend time with me. Oh, I need <laughs> Spend time with me. <laughs> That's good, dude. I like that. I make that as a ringtone. Uh, um, here's an interesting. I like this one, dude. Now right. we gotta talk. We gotta talk about this elephant in the room. <laughs> RT Northcut at RT Northcut okay. says. Is this account secretly owned by 343, or is it run by a guy or guys who like to make people guess that? Short answer, we don't like to make people guess that. We are not 343. We have zero associations with them. Brian's never lying. Pretended to have them. <laughs> Brian's What's that? <laughs> what am I lying about? We do work at 343. No, I'm just kidding, guys. We don't. No, no. We get that from time to time, and it's uh, very humbling. Very it's, humbling. It sucks that if you just be positive about something, people think you got to be like working for the company. Well, I think people are just, I think those, that group of people that, that feel that way are just fatigued on seeing so much positivity because they're like, no, 343 needs to be held accountable for this, this, and this. And it's like, we've had, I personally have spent enough years being dissatisfied with how MCC launched with the, the campaign of Halo yeah. 5. I'm, I'm ready, over it. I'm over Let's it. Move on. I don't want to talk also, about that for the rest of my life. This was my first thought when I read that. I thought, dude. I know for a fact you've never listened to our podcast because if you listen to our podcast and the collective hundred plus hours of recordings we have or whatever, you have heard Josh and I talk about a lot of things we don't like. A lot. We have never at any point pretended to only speak of the positive or, or gloss over the negative and pretend it doesn't exist. We talk about this stuff. We just do it constructively and we like to fixate the positive more because 
We like to be happy. We like to be entertained. That's why I love... I love Halo because it, it brought my friends together and it made, created this mysterious universe for me to play in and it gave me a sandbox to create my own new maps and, and put fusion coils in an elephant and blow it sky high. You know, I mean, uh, there's so much there to, to love about it and, and new competitive multiplayer to play when I'm in my late 20s and early 30s and an intimate story with Chief and Cortana that I always wanted. I just want to focus on that stuff, man. I get I, I can totally talk about the flaws just like I watch a movie. I want to talk about the criticisms as much as I as much as why I enjoyed it. So it's just but man, I, I don't want to focus on the negatives. Yeah. There's, there's no fun in that. I'm just going to circle a drain of negativity. Bottom line, though. We have no affiliation with three four three. We just we just love we love the, the we love the studio. We love the people there. We love yeah. Halo. To to reply specifically to that person, hey, I you know what I I totally understand. It's hard to it's it's it is hard to tell online sometimes. You know you, you don't know. Um, and there's we post consistently positive things because you know that's just how we try to look at it. But uh, I understand how that can come across. But no, we definitely don't work at three four three. But dude, we would love to. <laughs> we would love to so much. That's like I said. We uh, last episode we sit up in the corner and we just. We just narrate what everyone's doing. Put in the us studio. up on a booth. Oh, Put us oh up on God, a booth. here comes Kinky Wolfcow going into Bonnie Ross's office. She's carrying the Halo Four Championship belt. I don't know why. Bonnie this is Ross seems like the nicest woman on the planet to me. Bonnie Ross has she this like so nice. surfer vibe voice that I really oh, love, yeah. and Kiki oh, yeah. Wolfkill has cool this like borders too. Doesn't like Kiki Wolfkill do like some Formula F One shit? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was gonna sure. say, man, that's badass. Awesome. I'm not uh, even next, into that stuff, but I respect that. So. Next answer is from uh, Lucy, I believe, at Lucy Barnow. Okay, cool. Uh, at first, this guy. We never heard Josh, that song, have you? If you sang every second, we would never get to read these questions Brian, and answers. Every single second. He does. Uh, we'll put out a Josh album, a Halo album. Just be <laughs> me standing there with like my one of my legs up on a stool. You get to do. You're doing. There's. 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 Uh, ten tracks and one intro. The intro, th- and I do the intro. You do all the tracks. And my intro is just "Hello, Hello, your dream is over." Oh, and then it goes man. to Josh. Anyway, oh, I love it. <laughs> at first, I didn't like three four three and thought they ruined Halo. But three four three listens to fans and understands their mistakes. That's what I love about them. They could have let left MCC and Halo Five dead and broken, but they didn't. Instead, they fixed them and listened to the community. Love you, three four three. I love that because this show both show where, where this person came from and where they got to. You guys got to admit, 343, they are on top of fixing their stuff. They're they're responsive. They care. They're they're very transparent. We've always talked about how we love their transparency. It's like the standard in the in the in the gaming industry for me. Transparency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I really I, I've gone through that same process too. You know, I, I I didn't like I didn't like 343 era Halo, and I thought it was just I thought it was garbage. I thought it was terrible. You know, coming off Halo 4, and I was, like, in the back of my mind seeing Nightfall and everything before Halo 5, I was, like, there was still a, a, I was still, I was so excited for Halo 5, but there was so much a part of me that got to a point of, like, uncertainty that, like, it's there in the back of my mind, like, this growing anxiety, like, uh, MCC was just a crap, a crap release, it just, at the time, you know, a hot take, but I mean, it was just at the time, it was just, it did not go well. I mean, at launch, it was, it's not a That's right, that's what I'm saying, at launch, it just wasn't well, and all this other stuff, and I, I went, so I went through that whole rigmarole of, of just not feeling good about What's that What's a rigmarole stuff. taste like? I don't know, probably ravioli, it's like ravioli remixed. I was thinking uh, honey bun, I was thinking yeah. honey bun. Honey bun? Uh, maybe, but, uh, Ooh, 
<laughs> but uh, oh, anyway, nice honey bun. <laughs> anyway, I'm talking yeah. about food, and I Josh am getting is thinking about Palmer. Hungry, Josh thinking about Palmer. What. I'm about to have me a hot bowl of chili. Anyway, anyway guys, left. to you know, to answer that though, I, dude, I I respect that, and I I love that because I, I I relate to that so much. I identify with that so much, and. I'm at such a good point with it. I'm so glad for three for three, and I really appreciate all the work they've they've had a deal. Let's be real. They've had a deal. They've had they've had deal pickles. <laughs> they've dealt with a lot of a lot of stuff from the community guys, and it's it's great to see them in the place right now. I I know they got to be scared because they, they I'm sure there's a part of them that feels confidence, like we know this project is good, but like how are how is the audience gonna receive it? But man. I can't wait to just I can't wait for that to come out and to just enjoy it and really be able to reassure them and express my gratitude of what I do enjoy about it and give them constructive criticism and maybe what I don't like. Totally with you, Josh. Last response is from our boy MH Cosplay. MH Cosplay. That's Mike. He's so cool. He could probably build a bike. Nice. Well, if he can build the freaking ODST costume, dude, he could build and anything. Drop in through my roof and bust out like Master Chief. He can definitely build a bicycle. <laughs> uh, it's got like training wheels and like the little sparklies on the side and a little horn. Oh, that's nice. cool. Uh, to me, he says, to me, three four three has struggled, but have given us more to grow on, but more to for them to grow on. The bungee days were amazing, but I've enjoyed my time with what three four three has given us, and the amount of lore they have given us has made the Halo world that much more. I feel like he just sums up so much what we feel like. We're like, you know what? There's been problems, there's been negatives, but there's been a lot of good, a lot of positives, and we're glad they're here. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that either. I think that's really, really well put. You know, we, we it's been a journey. You look back, and it's so easy to look at Bungie and then the rearview mirror and think they just were perfect the entire time but you know truthfully they they weren't and i mean they they did so much more good than bad but you know that era is done and gone and and we're still nostalgic for that and we have means to to keep that sort of relevant with mcc but 343 has done a great job of carrying the mantle and and really taking the transition from just something that's that's fun that feels like that feels like firefly in a sense and made it gave it a bit more of a Battlestar Galactica feel in a sense too. You know, I don't know if people understand what I'm saying, but they they've really done a good job expanding upon the lore and really opening up the universe. I really appreciate that. Yep, they've they've brought they've brought a lot of good new to the table that only fresh eyes would have yeah. brought. All right, Josh, we're going into business. Let me get a couple things out of the way real quick. If you want to email us, sacrediconhalo at gmail.com. We'll we read it on the show, guys. We will if we like it. Well. Brian, we're, we'll love all of it, okay? There's not. I don't think there's an. Josh, don't is even easy give me that, please. Brian. Brian's scoffing. Josh is easy to please. Brian, but I am legendary. Sacrediconhalo.com is a place where you can go to get more information about us. We have our own website. If you guys want to come to the Discord and chat with us, we will chat to you about anything. Everyone's invited. There's a link at the top of our Twitter. We are at Sacred Icon Halo on Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to hit up Jovial Joshy, which is Josh, he's at Jovial Joshy. If you want to hit up Brian's Bane, which is me, I'm at Brian's Bane on Twitter. As always, you can find us on Sacred Icon Halo at Twitter. Um, guys, we have some Patreons. You can become a Patreon. There is a lot of benefits that come with that. Tell me about and, that, Brian. I mean, you can get swag. You can get. You can. We have your questions answered, no matter what they are. You can ask Josh what his worst pimple ever was, and if you're a Patreon, he will answer it on the show. Oh, but man. One if right you want to go there, that's Patreon.com/slash/SacredIconHalo. 
But you guys listening, that's enough support right there. We don't expect you to do that. It's just another option. That's great. You can leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Say what you like. We'll read it on the show. Good, no. Oh, well, yeah, we want it to be good. But it's always going to yeah. be good. I mean, heck, you can say be bad nice, as Brian. Long, as long as it's five stars, you can say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> um, Brian, as he's saying that, his head is going like all over bam, the damn bam. place. I'm going, uh, snapping. Left, uh, right, one. front, and back. Um, but anyways, guys, to close the show out, we want to thank our patrons. We got Photon at the $5, dropping them spicy memes. He is spicy my spicy memes meme lord. Always. He's so good oh. at those. I don't even know. I need to ask him sometime how he edits that stuff. Dude, if you're listening to this right now, please tell me. I want to know, man. Dude, I, I I just, what is it? What is it? What's that Whitney Houston song? I want, no. Yeah. I want to know if he really loves me. I say a prayer with it and every heartbeat. Something like that. Anyway, I want to know how you do that stuff, dude. That's amazing. It's so impressive. Thank you. MH Cosplay. Coming at that five. Brian's like, Drop let's it get through, through this. my roof. <laughs> Drop, hey, it Drop it through my roof. roof. Drop it Getting through out. my roof. It's MH Cosplay. And then he gets out of the pot. He's like, you got any chili? <laughs> Why would he want chili? I don't know. You asked <laughs> but Mike. But does. Maybe, maybe uh, he's dropping down in the pot and he's got some Hormel Halo exclusive chili. Hormel Halo exclusive? That's Please a brand, Brian. It's a brand. Have, I know. Don't make that branding uh, association. Hormel Halo. <laughs> got my Hormel Halo on my Halo Infinite launch night. Buy five cans of Halo Hormel chili no, and get the no. exclusive Hormel helipad map pack. That's a whole lot of note for me, dog. <laughs> five, at the $5, we got Trevor Pokey. Pokey. Love that Straight guy. Bro. Straight bro. We're there in Seoul. We're there in Yeah, Seoul, always like supporting us. Episode. He's got such a fresh haircut in his profile picture, man. Tell us how to talk to women. You know better than anyone. <laughs> Matthew Salvatore, you've been here since the beginning of that $1 tier. You're our first ever patron. No one can take that away from you. We love you. Thank you for writing the 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 Kingdoms of Amalur script. It's amazing. Thank you so much. I know you got to feel on a high right now. Not only have you gotten the Snyder Cup, your game is getting re-reckoned. So that's yeah. going to be fantastic. <laughs> Matthew, if there's any chance you guys, you can, you know, you or the team can maybe give us some exclusive gameplay peeks. I'm very curious yeah. to see Send what this is going to be. Maybe the price, game. are you trying to do like $40, $50, or are you going to go for the full 60 You know, let me know. Let, let Brian and I know. Boom. <laughs> Thanks we for got the support, Abu, how's it do? At the five. Abu, Abu, he is that cool dude. You have to make, change it up because I stole your how's it do. I've been stealing yeah. it like crazy. Uh, we got John, then best moderator on the face of the planet. That's right. That's Dude right. inspires me to be nicer. Josh inspired. Josh has always inspired me to be nicer, and then and then John has come along, and he also inspires me to be nicer. Yeah. Maybe I'm just awful. I don't know. I'm surrounded <laughs> by good people. That's good though. That's good that the world needs You're, more. You both are my wings. And John didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, John didn't. Yeah, he's fantastic. And you were doing such a good job i mean we say it every episode but thanks so much man dude you have brought so much to the table with the discord and and just the support in general dude oh my goodness it's so great justin howard we haven't met you yet but you supporting us constantly. just haven't met you yet just that michael buble just song haven't met you yet yeah, yeah that's what that michael I yeah i was so happy when i sang that a smile was on my face justin howard chiropractic get your back fixed Boom. <laughs> On the billboard. Get the Justin Howard, Howard Halo 3 chiropractic. Nah, nah, Josh, nothing. you know who else is our patron? Who? Let me give you a hint. <laughs> it's Big Dog Mills. Ian, Big Dog Mills, biggest dog I know. What's up, player? Thank oh, you for shit. being there. Brian, I love that. 
That was well yeah. Done. I'm gonna do that from now on. Rob was very theatrical. That was very like. That was very radio esque. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It's like yeah, it was kind of like a three dog. Yeah, that's like exactly that. what that was like. I like oh, that. Boom. I hope he's a Fallout fantastic. fan. We got Marcus, goes by glass, been supporting us for a while. Great dude. Thank you so much. Shout out to Marcus. He deserves to have a statue carved in his honor. We have Genesis at the $5 tier. Says he wants to help us out. He came right in, got on that patron real quick. He is named after the dopest planet in Halo 5 because it's got Exuberant Witness, and Exuberant Witness is my favorite character in 5. Yeah, it's just such a cool name. I love that word. It is. Genesis. Sega Genesis. Remember that? Ooh, Genesis Ooh. is good. Take Very me good. back. I'm like I'm like one of those one of those girls on Instagram. Hashtag take me back, Henny. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget to so like. So true. Follow. So you know? true. Yeah, follow for follow. <laughs> <laughs> At the one dollar, we got Dust Storm from Podtacular, the longest yes. running Halo podcast. You know, Podtacular. Right. Thank you. Shout out to Dust Storm. Appreciate it, bro. Absolutely. And finally, coming in at the one dollar tier, we got the Shipleys. They the have their Shipleys. own show. I don't know if you guys have tuned into it yet. Josh, what happened on the last episode of the Shibleys? Oh, it was great. You know what? Uh, Kiersey designed this new... She, she she came up with this drawing of Chief and Cortana, and she helped the kids do it. It's this homework assignment, and the kids were going to do it in school. Well, as they were going to school, it was a storm, right? And it got blown away. This is a sheet of paper. It got blown away. Jordan is going down the road. He sees it. He tries to get it. Bam, gets caught in a tree. Lightning strikes the tree. Bam, comes down. It's tore up in pieces. They got to put it back together. Yeah, and it gets caught. And they get to this, it, they go on this really great, super awesome adventure. And by the end of the uh, 21 minute episode, that they learned that it wasn't so much the drawing, it was the, the journey they had together making it. That's beautiful, Josh. And you know what? As soon as that episode crescendos and, and the, the credits start to come up the scene, this is the music song that plays. I fly like paper gear high like planes if you catch me in the corner of the tree. <laughs> I, I, lost... I love that song, but... I know. That, that's just the end of the episode. <laughs> it just says, like, the, the screen pants, the ship leaves. I fly like paper gear high like planes if you catch me in the... Uh, that's great. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. That's another episode on this Saturday for you. We hope you enjoyed it. This is Brian. That's Josh. Keep it sacred, guys. Bye, guys! Peace!